The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. CTN CIO Talk Network is brought to you by Redmain and BlackBerry. Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjoe Gall. Hello, and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter. Look for this show as hashtag leadership. So our topic for today is grit. Too great. And our guest for today's show is Dr. Jonathan Reichenthal, who is the Chief Information Officer with City of Palo Alto. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Hi, Sanjay. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks. All right. So before we got started, we were talking about, uh, you know, global role and five jobs that Jonathan is busy with, uh, which is essentially around speaking and, and sharing his wisdom. So now, of course, you know, people come to you talking about how a magnificent job that you may have done at the city of Palo Alto and in previous organizations that you served. Now, all of that that you did, would you attest that to just because you're passionate about it, you have the talent, the intellectual capability, or should we talk about grit? I think that's a question that I often ask myself, too. Uh, and it's a question I ask so I can challenge myself. You know, where, where, things, uh, where things are going good, you know, where everyone's happy, but when you're kind of struggling in your career or, or struggling with an issue, you sort of have to ask yourself, and I ask myself, you know, uh, what can I do to overcome this, and 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 what is the quality I've used in my life to uh, to move forward uh, and, and succeed? Um, and you know, I, and of course, as I've thought about this for, for quite a while, um, there's a couple of things that jump out to me. Um, I I think the the number one quality of why I've sort of been able to overcome challenges and and, and be able to deliver good things with my team is is perseverance. I really do think it comes down to, for me, uh, persevering something, not giving up early or, or too soon. Uh, in fact, you know, stubbornly perseverance, uh, you know, to the extent where um, maybe there were times in my career where I should have sort of just stopped and, and maybe taken a different different pathway. Uh, but whether it was, you know, working with my brother in a, in a small tech company years ago or uh, you're coming to America and, and working for uh, a big firm and now in government. Uh, in each instance, I've been able to, uh, you know, rise uh, uh, through the ranks and, and um, attain more responsibility and manage larger teams and bigger budgets. And, and it's because I've wanted to do it. It's not that, you know, uh, it wasn't the Peter principle necessarily, um, but it was more about, uh, you know, I, I really wanted to uh, uh, do important things and, and deliver results. Uh, so that underlying quality for me, and it still continues today, is just sort of dogged 
perseverance. So, so you attest to this fact. So now let's talk about a saying which says, good things happen to those who wait. That, of course, attributes or, or that's related to patience. So, so when you are trying to go about getting something to happen, and, and let's talk organizational. Yes, individually, you did what you did and you succeeded. When you look at an organization today, it wants to move. It wants to change. And if you want to make that change, just waiting would not help. Just perseverance would not help. Where would you rank it? In, in an organizational setting, which means the culture of the organization, the people, the leadership, would you say grit will help us sail through these changing times? Yeah, it, it, it's important to, to, to ask ourselves that question. You know, where, where does perseverance sort of start and, and end? Where's the appropriate place for it in leadership? And it, it, it's, you're, you're absolutely right in your question. It's not going to be enough. And, and, and you're, and it's, so, you know, if you look at the ultimate qualities of a successful organization, it's, you know, it's got to be delivering a great product or service that people want, right? That's the first thing. It's got to have great leadership, you know, and vision. Um, it's got to have, got to find, you know, and this is something all organizations struggle with every day. It's got to figure out the right kind of culture for the kinds of things it's trying to do. And, uh, today, of course, the, the next quality is almost this constant reinvention, uh, this innovating we have to do to stay ahead of the market um, so we don't become uh, obsolete. So there is this kind of series of um, key qualities that all, or all successful organizations uh, have, maybe sometimes they don't realize it, uh, or, or those that are lucky do understand what they have that makes them great. Um, and then it's figuring out as an individual, where do I fit in? What, what's my role in, in, uh, in each of those different areas? As a leader, I think, of course, your, the expectation is that you're participating in, in all aspects of the success of the organization. One of the uh, uh, underdeveloped areas of leadership, I think, that I've observed in many organizations is, is the quality of inspiration. Now, you might be inspired by your business's brand uh, or product uh, or its role in the world. Uh, that, that's what gets me up every day is, is the important work we do in, in local government. Um, and, and, uh, but, but sometimes people need to be inspired. They, they need a, a leader to look up to, to who kind of uh, takes people to places they thought they, they weren't capable of getting to. So my view is inspiration, actually, and, and vision are really at the top of the stack. Uh, of qualities. Culture is, you know, close second. Um, you know, the right staff, um, understanding and, and attacking the market in the right places in there. Um, but but uh, maybe as a sort of uber category, you know, you, you've got to persevere in all these things. You've got to have grit in a passion for all these things uh, across all these items. I don't know that we get the luxury to just have grit in, in, in you know, uh, just having uh, a great product uh, and, and uh, at the cost of maybe having a very uh, a, a culture that is conducive to to, uh, to excitement and bringing people to work every day and attracting the right kind of talent. Um, so, you know, it's never, as is the answer in, in most of these sort of uh, big business questions, uh, there's, there's never a single correct 
uh, answer. Um, uh, but uh, I, I think, you know, if I, in summary, I think we do have to be very uh, conscious of uh, different characteristics uh, that are required, and they will reflect the organization that you're part of and where you are in the marketplace and what you do in the market. Um, and uh, but, but there's no doubt that inspiration, leadership, culture, a great product, and, and a passionate staff are going to be the top qualities. So if you are looking at the leader who is an idea person, and also that person makes sure that we see it through, whatever idea that we came up with, at least we did the due diligence ensured that, yes, this is a worthwhile idea to pursue, but then the person sees it through. That's the leader who would be able to bring about change. How does someone who is a leader at the top develop other people who will either are not just order takers or are not just the people who would just come up with ideas, you know, three ideas a second, if you will, but don't see it through because you'll find people of both types in an organization, but you want to kind of normal. Or, 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 or my question to you would be: Would you like to normalize this joint skill set in an organization for for individuals and organization to succeed? That is grit, and also the the uh, the creativity, if you will. Yeah, none of this happens by accident most of the time. Uh, you know, you know, great companies happen because of uh, people do uh, get lucky <laughs> in that they combine uh, all the right things at the right time, they time the market right, they have the right set of talent. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, it, 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 I'll kind of break your question into a few parts. The first is sort of the, the leader who is pushing for a new product or, or has a, a new idea and uh, starting a new enterprise. Uh, there are a uh, hundred reasons every single day for that person to stop. And as I have observed great leaders across organizations all across the U.S., in fact, across the world, the one thing that, uh, uh, one of the qualities that distinguishes them is they don't give up easily, despite all the setbacks every day. Uh, and, and I think, uh, you know, as we think about each of ourselves and, and what, we have done in our lives that has been very successful, it's because we've been able to look beyond uh, a near-term challenge, and, and it's because we've believed in a certain, a certain outcome. Um, and that's a choice. That's why I say it's not necessarily an accident. Uh, now, having that ex- taking the next part of your question, having that expectation in the people who work for you, uh, now that's, very, that's more complex. Um, because... It, we have different types of people who work with us and for us, right? We have people who, you know, at the end of the day, they do just want to do a good job and do tasks and sort of have a, uh, a very uh, measurable, defined role. Uh, and then you've got a group of people who are, uh, they, they want that, but they want more. They, they actually believe in something bigger than just a set of tasks, um, uh, the individual contributions they make. Um, and you've got to be, as a leader, able to, uh, understand each of the people you work with and for and who work for you and what, what is it that they want. You know, once you identify that one of your staff members is satisfied and, and successful for, in, in, from your perspective doing a set of responsibilities and you can feel that you know, pushing them or, or 
expecting them to step up is uncomfortable for them. You you may just uh, you know uh, um, have that conversation and. Uh, be very satisfied with that. That's the way that's going to work, and it's working for everybody. It's working for the individual, it's working for the organization, and it's working for you. Not that it always change, but for now it's fine. And then there's going to be those people you talk to who say, you know, they want to say, uh, you know, they'll ask me, Jonathan, how do I grow? Uh, how do I earn more? How do I get a promotion? And and that's where, you know, this, that's where a leader can um, uh, begin to uh, coach and mentor uh, the kinds of qualities that would uh, help that person develop uh, uh, these skills within this broad category of kind of grit, or, you know, passion for a for for an outcome for a particular goal. Um, so I think it's important that we don't have that expectation of everybody um, because it would be unfair and it's just it's just not right. Uh, but it is important that we know who those people are, who they aren't. Um, there are going to be a very small set of people who just have a natural ability to uh, know what to do at the right time, who can push ideas forward. Uh, who, it just seems natural to them. They just have this gift. Um, but that's going to be really, really rare. Um, so I, I do think that um, if, if your culture, if you are looking to uh, uh, identify those people who are going to be the next generation of leaders or who are going to help come up with the next set of ideas, um, you've got to have a program around that. And, and I do think you can teach it to the right person. Uh, there are tools and, and mechanisms for that. Um, and you've got to allow it to happen. So, uh, I, again, these things are choices and, and not accidents. Um, a little bit of uh, the right environment, um, you know, a little bit of sprinkling of luck, <laughs> We say it goes a long way, uh, but uh, no, no. I think I think at the end of the day, if I as I advise organizations or and talk to organizations, I think you've got to take deliberate steps and make deliberate choices to make these things happen. Let's take a quick break, listeners. Uh, we will be right back and discuss about the very hiring process. Because of course, uh, Jonathan, your responses were assuming that you are inheriting a set of people, so they'll come as a mixed bag. And if they have not truly been exposed to the appropriate or a conducive culture, they may not have developed those, uh, you know, the, the, the talent of, of being able to creatively do something or come up with ideas. And, and in this context, in the context of this show, grit. Now, when we are bringing people in, we know we can test them for their skills, their competencies. What could someone do in order for them to see that any newcomer, at least, who's been invited into the organization, brings that idea of grit. They may not have fully developed it, but they get it and they see the value. So they will be willing to embrace when, and then basically practice and, and internalize it as part of the journey that you will offer in your organization. How to identify people with that level of um, substance, if you will, which could either be grit available right away out of the box or someone who could be developed. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and explore. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So let's talk about people who have not yet joined your organization, but you have an opportunity to bring more people with that coveted grit as a competency or a mindset. I'd call it as a mindset versus a competency. How do you do that? How do you assess for it? Yeah, that, that's a that's a good good um, good question to ask because uh, uh, these things these things are complicated. Uh, I, I think there's an important decision that uh, a recruit a leader needs to make as they recruit uh, uh, new talent, uh, and I think it's becoming more of a contemporary way of thinking about recruitment. The question is: Do you hire a person who is entirely qualified? in every way, and, and go with that strategy? Or do you hire somebody who may not have all the talent but has the underlying capacity uh, and qualities to succeed in the medium to long term? And, and I think every leader sort of struggles with this. Um, you know, we, we are sometimes very ambitious in our expectations of what a person is capable of doing in the first few weeks or months of a new job. Uh, you know, you have an opening in your, in your organization, a project manager, business analyst, uh, maybe a software developer, architect, and you are, uh, and you need that position filled and you, you, you might want to go out and say, I want that perfect person, the person who has got a great personality, has great project management skills, you know, can code really well, you know, get stuff. Um, uh, and and you, you, you get a person who is basically, well, first of all, you struggle to get that perfect person, and you in this almost a disappointment that you can't get that perfect person. But you get somebody in who kind of meets these checkbox items, uh, but you ultimately discover that, you know, that, that's, that's that person. You, you, they, they are a finite uh, resource for you in that, yeah, you've got the person you wanted, but they didn't necessarily have those other 
more intangible uh, qualities. Now, if you are hiring for that position and you see people who are, you, you can tell during the interview process, and I'll get back to that in a moment, you, you, have, you can identify those qualities where the person is ambitious, um, uh, uh, unusually open-minded in, in how they think about ideas and possibilities, um, but aren't yet you know, ready for the job or aren't, they don't cover all the bases. You can hire that person, really take advantage of those other non-tangibles uh, that will benefit your organization probably more over the long term uh, and at the same time be training them and, and educating them in the, in the pieces they don't know. And so I think, uh, I think organizations need to choose for each role what, what they're doing. There is more of a propensity today towards the latter, which is identify people who have those intangible qualities. Uh, now, uh, the second part of the question is, uh, I guess you're asking, and the hard part is, how do you know? I mean, uh, what, what do you look for? And as I sort of kind of think through this question a little bit, um, you know, it, 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 part of the way we discover that is through having uh, good interviews, right? Uh, and not necessarily asking very closed, defined questions, but asking questions that allow the individual to share their experiences and how they tackled problems or how they, how they went about work or why they did what they did. Now, one of the questions, uh, I'm not going to kid with you, one of the questions I ask every new hire that joins my organization, and we, we hire quite a lot over, over uh, the course of a year, is, you know, we'll go through the normal logical questions, you know, uh, that, that kind of explore whether the person uh, has some of the basic prerequisites. Um, but I always ask at the end, why do you do what you do? Right? And, by the way, it's a little sort of experiment for yourself, for your listeners and yourself. You know, maybe ask that to yourself later, you know, later today uh, at lunch or something, or later in the day, or ask a colleague, why do you do what you do? And, and people don't often, they haven't thought about that question for an awful long time. And, and so when I ask that question, what I'm looking for is those intangible qualities, uh, the person's passion for the business that they're in, uh, the person's desire to make a difference, uh, the person's want to change the world in a small way, uh, or perhaps they just say, I, just, I, need, to get, I need a job because I've got to pay my mortgage. Uh, but you can learn an awful lot about a person and what they believe when you, when you push them a little bit on the question of why they do what they do. Um, if the if the answer is lending itself towards, uh, you know, uh, uh, adding value, you know, get, attaining meaning, helping others, um, uh, fulfill their potential, I think now you're you're talking to some of the qualities of grit, and and that's a way potentially that you could uh, uh, learn that um, about your recruitment and, and questions like it. So if you are to uncover or rather dig deeper into this whole mindset related to a grid, it has to come from somewhere. Yes, it could be a gift of nature, as you said. Sometimes you get lucky as an organization, but for that individual, they may have just been born with that tenacity. Other times it could very well be that people who they were with or they're as part of their upbringing, they just saw that if I'm going to pursue something for long enough time and stick to it, it's okay to fail during the process, but if we give up, then we don't get anywhere. So in a way, experiences as we grow up shape us. 
Yeah. And other thing is when they come, so so maybe they had those some stigmas, if you will, or what I call as limiting beliefs that I cannot or I must. You know, in both cases, it is a limiting yeah. belief. If you could convert them into an enabling belief that I can and I'm allowed to, that's something you can provide as an environment. So if I were to kind of put this in front of you to say, which limiting beliefs would you think if removed as a result of your mentoring, coaching, or providing a conducive in, conducive environment and culture, and which ones to develop once they are in your organization would result in a sum total of better level of grit, which of course is going to come and help you. If you were to yeah. inventory the limiting beliefs and the enabling beliefs, which ones would those be which will, as a sum total, give you a better person with a better grit? Well, it's such a hard thing because it has so much to do with your background, as you quite rightly pointed out in your question. Uh, and your background is is multidimensional. It's everything to do with where you were born, when you were born. Um, it has everything to do with um, your your parents' belief system, your your uh, religious and, and other cultural qualities. So, yeah, it, it, it's massively multidimensional uh, where you're going to arrive at at, certain, at at this point in your career right now. Um, yeah, I find uh, that, and let's talk about sort of, there's not much we can do as leaders with a with that part of it, right? Because that's the baggage and the, in fact, I, I'm going I'm to say it's a positive thing. That's the diversity that people bring to the workplace every day. And, and we, 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 can't, we, we, that's what we have to work with. And so the question is, um, you know, first of all, can you, can you help with limitations? If the person, through their multidimensional background, um, including their work experiences, is risk-averse, but wants to take more risks, can you help them uh, figure out how, how they can do it? A lot of organizations want people to take risks, but they punish people when they make mistakes, right? And, and so, um, you know, you, you, the organization itself needs to ask the tough questions. You know, is it creating the environment by which uh, we can uh, change the overriding uh, culture we see, the, that we see a, a people who come to work every day, they do a decent job, but... Uh, don't step out of their comfort zone. And we're not seeing anybody come forward with new ideas. Nobody wants to do process improvement. Um, you know, that's something maybe the organization needs to look at itself about, not look at the individual. What, what, have, you, what have we done that is uh, scaring people away from uh, t- taking, taking risks? Uh, if the organization, in fact, embraces risk and, and can illustrate that, uh, that is, you know, the... the that the organization will try things that uh, could could uh, have a have a higher likelihood of failure, and yet we do them anyway because we won't have the experience and we're prepared to to spend some money that we that we know we we may lose. And people, the employees, observe that, um, and yet still there's some core people who you had an expectation would step up aren't taking risks. Then you've got to work with those people. Um, and, and then you, and, and to back to your question, you've got to begin to inventorize, you know, what it is that, um, is holding that person back and try to understand it. 
you know, as a leader or as a manager, uh, you're kind of a psychologist. <laughs> Although maybe it's part of the job that we, uh, some of us, uh, are, are less, you know, excited about. Um, you got it. It is about people, and it is about figuring out, you know, uh, how, how to what, where a person's coming from and why they do what they do. Uh, it. Uh, it I, so let me give you an example. Uh, so I, I had a um, an IT project manager who uh, they. They, they they were intelligent and uh, and yet when they were doing their job, uh, I could observe that there were key things they were they they were failing at, and in fact would shy away from certain things. Like as an IT project manager, you've got to have regular meetings with your stakeholders, whether weekly or monthly. And, and this person wasn't having any, and and we kept challenging this person, you know, the, in, in, from the perspective of you know you're not doing what you ought to be doing. And, and, and then we would, in this case, we worked with the person, we counseled them, and uh, they, they didn't seem to be succeeding. And, and so uh, when we would approach the individual, I approached the individual and was trying to understand w- w- what's going on, they would, um, they would say they're passionate about their job, they're passionate about the business, and, and, and almost get up, they would get upset, right, that, that they weren't succeeding, and, and, and yet uh, at that point in time, um, I was thinking the person is just making mistakes and, and is not maybe stepping up to their responsibilities. Anyway, it turns out, and I'm going to admit it, I was wrong. Uh, the reason this person wasn't doing the things that they should have been doing and wasn't succeeding is they didn't know how to do them. And uh, it, because they were later in their career, they were too shy to ask, uh, to admit it. And, and so once, as the... Uh, in my psychologist role as a as a leader, I figured out that the person simply had a confidence issue with things they weren't good at. Once we got that person into training and said, "Hey, you know, you know, it's it's okay to do it and not be good at it until you get good at it, but it's not okay if you don't do it." Uh, it was interesting to watch over a series of months how that person changed, uh, began to get confidence. Uh, they uh, started doing the things they weren't doing and, and totally turned around. Today, this person is a really good IT budget manager. It's just a very satisfying to, to see what has happened. And, and, but you have to understand, thinking about the story, this happens a million times a day with different people. We, we have to kind of figure out, we have to work with them and figure out what it is we have to enable. What do we have to switch on to make them uh, be, be successful, assuming that they want to be successful. And assuming, and, and once we know that and the organization is prepared to, to put in the effort too, if we can unlock it, um, I think that's how we find grit and that, that's how we find those qualities. That's a great example. Let's take a quick break, listeners, and we'll be right back and discuss scenarios where if someone does on their end are demonstrating grit by sticking to a project or an initiative which they believe, they can deliver if they just keep at it. The knee-jerk reaction from the teammates or even from leadership sometimes could be this person is obstinate or, or the person doesn't want to listen because the, the person is doing something different. That's a fine line and you could some, somehow be uh, corrected in due course, but since you have a way 
of doing a veto on that project, you kill that project. What is a best way or what is one of the better ways to recognize if this person indeed is showing grit or the person somehow does not want to listen? Please stay tuned, listeners. We will explore this particular scenario. When we come back, please stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. We always have situations where the leaders and the peers would create that pressure to say, okay, why are you following or pursuing something where the signs are not as positive, whether this is going to fly or it's going to you know, deliver the right results. But you'll see some people who want to stick to it. They will fight it. and. So the knee-jerk reaction from the rest of the community turns out to be that this person just doesn't want to listen. And in fact, sometimes people lose their jobs in that case, whereas the other side of this could have been where this person is just having the grit and, and in his mind and the way he has planned, he sees that this is going to work out. So who is to be corrected in this scenario? You know, very few people come to work every day, and their objective is to be um, unpleasant and uncooperative uh, and <laughs> just say no to everything. That, you know, we, we, I think we believe that more people do this than, than deliberately than actually do. Uh, now, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of carve off the people who have a, uh, you know, a legitimate grievance and, and they have an issue. So that, that, that you know, lots of people have... Uh, those kinds of things. But that's a small proportion. Uh, generally, if you have a, a, a successful organization, you know, that has good quality culture, uh, generally people are coming to work because they, first of all, choose to. Um, I, I sometimes have to remind 
different people that I speak to in different organizations that, you know, uh, uh, a, a job is a choice. Even though you might define it that you have to do it or something, the actual job that you go to, the fact that you get up every morning and get dressed in your business, in your work clothes, and go to a place is, a, is your choice. It's, it's voluntary. Um, we assume that most people do because they want to do it. And when they get to work and they have issues like they don't seem cooperative, um, or as, you know, to get back to the core here, they, they have a sort of a, a grit that is, uh, uh, they are pursuing a path that perhaps is not aligned with yours as a leader. Um, they're, they're, they're typically not doing that because they just got up and on the wrong side of the bed and they said, I'm just going to be a pain today, <laughs> right? There's probably a reason. There's probably a reason. And I think that's what you've got to focus on. Uh, it's very easy as a leader to almost be uh, approach a personnel challenge in a superficial way. I and mean, it's really hard. Um, and, and, you know, relative even to the example I gave earlier, uh, all of us, including myself, um, can fall into the trap of thinking the person uh, just uh, doesn't care or just, you know, is, is failing um, because by choice. So I think it's really important to, uh, to, to really figure out, spend time with the individual uh, to figure out why they are, um, you know, persistent in, in a particular in a particular path. Um, you know, there's another side to this, which is, and it applies to both the uh, leader, but also equally applies to the employee, which is there, there is a right time to, uh, to stop and sort of say, okay, this is not a battle, you know, worth fighting. Um, you know, I, I, I am strongly aligned, uh, strongly, connected to this idea or this pursuit, but I've finally realized that it's either not the right time, uh, it, it, it's not the right environment, it's maybe not the right organization to, to be as, uh, as persistent as, as I've been. So we, we have to, as individuals, recognize that, that too. Um, I don't know at this moment, you know, what, what are those signs, right? Um, you know, it, it, it may be that of the things that you want to pursue, and there's probably going to be a handful, is this the one that you're, you're willing to drop because there are others that are more important? And I think that might be one of the lenses by which you look at making your choice of what you go after persistently at, at all costs versus um, those that, um, the, the, those that you, um, that, that, that you drop. Um, there, I do think there's another quality, though, which I wanted to share, which is, and, and it comes down, it then comes down to the core of our conversation today around grit, which is if you strongly believe in something, you're going after a certain thing, you believe in a certain, uh, uh, something should happen in an organization that you feel is right because it aligns with your values, and despite your best effort, nobody's listening to you, you're not being successful, that may be another signal that you're in the wrong place. And, and so, you know, I, 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 I can think about a, an example in my own career where, uh, and I won't name names or organizations, it's not appropriate, uh, where uh, 
the the kind of way in which I thought a team should operate and the kinds of things we should focus on uh, were not what we were doing and not what we were being told. And I decided to walk away. I decided this doesn't align with my values. Um, my grit in this area to to doggedly pursue my point of view and and perhaps a set of activities uh, were not aligned, uh, then I stepped away. And I think that's that's another element of this. And that applies to, you know, every kind of person in, in an organization from the from the top to the bottom. So with respect to grit, we know that we can use the grit to get to our destination or perhaps grit will teach us lessons just because we practice grit. It will teach us lessons along the way whether or not we achieve the end goal. To people who may be listening or will end up listening to this podcast, which would be a better way to justify to to basically develop this quality of grit? Yeah, I think you kind of do your own self-assessment. I I actually think that's healthy um, and should be done periodically. And it 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 does take incredible uh, introspection to be able to evaluate your own capabilities, what you're doing well, what you're not doing so well. You know, asking yourself if you've compromised your values. Um, and and but I think that is a sort of a healthy audit that you do yourself. You know, people do this, but they don't do it overtly. You know, if you leave a business, oh, excuse me, if you leave an organization. Uh, and you, you go to another job, you, you've actually done the assessment on yourself. You didn't realize it, right? Because if you're choosing another business, it is offering you something that is more in line with what is important to you, whether it's more money or better product, better opportunity, maybe you're misaligned with the culture. So we do that. We just don't do it when we're not looking for another company or another organization. We, we, we have to sit back and say, you know, what is it that, I, I do well, and, and, and this is sort of inventorize again what, what, is, uh, what it is that you do. It, what, what is it that makes you successful, and where, where are the potential gaps? Um, one of the ways, I would say one of the indicators that uh, grit is not featuring high on your, on your skills and, and, and sort of everyday activities is perhaps you may be not as bold or as risk-taking as you were previously, uh, or perhaps you are more of a passive leader in terms of moving an agenda forward. And you might say, hey, that's kind of interesting. You know, years ago, I used to fight hard for what I believed, or I used to push initiatives very aggressively. And today, I kind of just uh, more go with the flow and let others take the lead. And I think that is, that's an indicator that is contrary to that uh, grit leadership, uh, which is a passion for pursuing things that are important to you. Uh, it's the tenacity and assertiveness you have in pushing forward a new idea or uh, a new process or something uh, that's important. Um, so I think, I think that, is, that personal assessment, and, and I have to admit that I do it, uh, I, I try to do that with myself um, on some periodic basis, and I, I do 
we'll we'll go to lunch and ask others to 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 I'll ask them about how I'm doing and where I could do better and 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 get impressions from others. And I think that's maybe one of the pieces of advice I would give is figure out how you can figure out what you're doing well and not so well and where the gaps are. And within that, you know, figure out are you, are you still passionate and uh, assertive in your pursuit of what's important. Let's take a quick break, listeners, and we'll be right back. And not everything may be good about grit. So what are its limitations? Is that a panacea? And if not, where could we go too far where we may have the risk of riding a sinking ship? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So if I have grit, I have passion, the universe will align and everything will fall on my, uh, you know, in front of me and I'll be able to grab and life will be beautiful. So that's a saying some people created many, many decades ago or centuries ago. But let me come back to grit. Is this truly a panacea? If I have grit, will everything fall in place? What are its limitations? Well, I think there's a real risk of, of burnout be honest with you, um, you know, you're not going to have a consistent level of grit throughout a, an entire career. At least there, there's going to be some exceptions, but for the most, for most of us, we're going to go in, in ebbs and flows. Um, and, and the big risk is if at a certain point in your life, you are just, uh, uh, your grit is on, on fire. You're, you're, you're doing well, uh, there, there is a cost to, to that. Um, you know, it, we, we all know the feeling of you're in the middle of some big initiative and it, it, it goes over the course of, I don't know, 12 months and 
you know, you, you, you've got, you're working with consultants and lots of money's been spent and you're, you, you know, you're heading to work early in the morning, you're coming home from work late at night and the sort of days flow into each other. And, and, you know, there's a bit of a, you know, an, an adrenaline rush that we all get from that when, when it's going well, you're seeing results, you're, and, and particularly as you approach the, the finish line, you know, it's, it's all in and, uh, lots of us have been in that situation. Lots of us uh, can can appreciate, you know, uh, the the kind of hard work and long hours that that goes into that. Now, you wouldn't want a career of that, you know, because that that's a that's a pathway to an, an early grave. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna not be good for your heart and your overall health. Um, uh, but but even the times that you do a long project, you know, there the cost, of course, is is health, but there's family cost. Um, there is uh, the cost of, uh, uh, of of neglecting other parts of your work and, and your your life. Um, so I, I think you know we, we we Americans American workers don't do well of this to be honest. And and, and um, it, it often can be an all or nothing uh, because we do know that there potentially is a, is a good reward at the end. And and uh, and one of the ways in which we we do get promoted and recognized is through uh, this 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 grit um, uh, that that is presented to us in in these rigorous you know long projects. Um, so so I think that's it's, it's important. You've got to do some of those. Look, I, some of the most uh, worthwhile work and, and most rewarding work you can do is uh, in 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 uh, in the workplace today. Um, but it, we all need to be very cognizant of of the. Uh, the the trade-offs that 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 happen um, and and you know if, if a person is working for you and their behavior has changed radically um, uh, you, you know something has happened something something in their world has changed um, if they were somebody who was um, usually enthusiastic and uh, motivated and suddenly they're not they're they're a little disengaged from work uh, first be ready to recognize it, be able to recognize it. And then you've got to be able to respond. You've got to be able to go in there and, and figure out what's going on. Um, it could be something you're doing as a leader, to be honest. And, and, and uh, it could be, but it could also be just the person, what's going on in their world, in their life, in their project, uh, you know. Um, and so look for the signals. Look for the signals of, of employee burnout. Um, we know today the research shows that uh, you know, disengaged employees are one of the most damaging aspects of uh, that impact organizational success, and we, we we're not doing a great job of um, ensuring that people are are getting the support they need to be to be successful, and and have the resources when things aren't going so well in their personal lives um, to to turn around or give them the space to to have that moment when they come back out. Um, so we, we should recognize that you know we've been talking about a lot of positives to to, to having you know solid grit and, and you know target perseverance and passion for work, uh, but I think uh, as the the the, hum, the humanity in each of us has to recognize that uh, it, it, there 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 has to be balance in a person's life and it has, and it's very much uh, a thing that is aligned. Uh, uh, differently with each individual, it, it's aligned with their what they believe and, and their background and, and where they are in their lives. 
Um, so, so I think the, the, the thing, the kind of advice and example I would give is look for signals in your organization that people, uh, their behavior has changed um, and, and act on it. So if we are in an organization, and in fact, I should, uh, I recall a message I saw post on LinkedIn where the very famous CIO, or sorry, CEO, actually said that I would rather have people who join us as, as uh, you know, there are different levels who have the tendency to be able to figure things out versus being directed because we are in this very fast moving environment, et cetera. And then we speak about the agile methodology of doing whether business or technology projects. So it means go, 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 get something done and move and change directions on a dime. And then at the same time, we want people to also develop the skills which would allow them to see it through. So I'm trying to connect this and say, what message are we sending to people? Do fast, do slow, do long-term, do short-term. How are you expecting those mortal beings who are working to know which direction will take them forward and the organization forward? Yeah, we're 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 making people crazy is what we're doing. <laughs> uh, uh, there's no there's no sort of perfect uh, template for that question. Uh, I I will always return to the core, which is what is the culture of your organization? That is such a important uh, central core to 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 these types of dilemmas. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I agree with that CEO that you should hire people who can figure stuff out, like just those types of people. Uh, every workplace requires all sorts of people. And in fact, the data on diversity says that organizations that are more diverse are more successful, um, both in terms of um, happier employees, but also they make more money in the marketplace. And frankly, that's a, that's a real um data point. So uh, I'm inclined to uh, advise leaders to hire all types of people, whether they are people who are uh, incredibly independent and uh, will figure things out, and people who need a lot of direction and who do tasks and specific work um, that's guided, and they do that really well. Um, You know, and so calibrating the culture uh, possibly is among the top 10 challenges of every organization today uh, in knowing uh, uh, the, the cadence of work and, uh, and, and striking the right work balance with, with employees. Um, we, we do know that there's a, there's a new generation of employees now who are not necessarily satisfied with just coming to work and going home and getting a paycheck. That uh, there is increasingly an interest in understanding why the work you do is important and also feeling, getting a sense of meaningfulness in, in what you do. Uh, 30 so that, seconds. Uh, uh, right. So um, I, I think we need, to, we need to serve that marketplace too and understand that our culture is going to evolve to, to meet those needs. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thank you so much, Jonathan, for sharing your thoughts and insights about how 
leaders and organizations can help develop people, perhaps hire the right type of people with the right mindset, but not everything can be identified right at the onset. And also have people within the organization get a conducive culture so they can develop grit and stop confusing them with fast and slow and long-term and short-term so that there is some way for them to utilize this very good quality of grit to make themselves and the organization great again. Thank you so much again, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.